This is the Investor Mindset Podcast, and I'm Stephen Pesavento. And for as long as I can remember, I've been obsessed with understanding how we can think better, how we can be better, and how we can do better. And each episode, we explore lessons on motivation and mindset from the most successful real estate investors and entrepreneurs in the nation. Investor Mindset listeners, welcome back. Uh, just finished up an amazing interview. Want to give you a quick preview uh, of that interview with Pili Yarusi. And she's an incredible mother and investor. And she walks us through her mindset on life and in investing. She gets into the mommy mindset, the reason, the purpose that she does what she does and how she actually uses it rather than letting that hold her back. Uh, she talks about negating naysayers making sure that we don't allow negative beliefs into our minds from other people and listen to the people who really are pushing us in the right direction. And then, of course, the power of focus, which we know is so incredibly important. And uh, if you enjoy the episode, if you're enjoying all these episodes, please make sure you go and rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast app on YouTube. Make sure you're getting this information first. And uh, just as a reminder, we're going to be putting out an incredible event in November called the Investor Mindset Summit. And we are going to have 15, over 15 incredible mindset experts and real estate investors who are going to be teaching and training on both the tactics of real estate, but most importantly, the foundation that we build all of our success upon. And at the end of the day, it comes down to making sure that we are following the right success habits to really take action and move ourselves forward. So if you're interested, we're going to be giving away free tickets to all of our listeners who are part of the Insider Club. So head over to theinvestormindset.com to subscribe to the Insider Club. And we will be sending out information about that very soon. So look forward and look out for that. And without further ado, let's get into this episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the Investor Mindset Podcast. I am very excited today. I have Peely Yerusi in the studio. How are you doing, Peely? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thank you for having me. I am excited. Peely Aloha, commonly known as Peely, is originally from Hawaii and lives and breathes the Aloha spirit in everything she does. Focus, foundation, family, fitness. This is Peely's values, goals, big why, and all of those things wrapped up into a nice word alliteration. Her and her husband have been running multiple businesses, but now they've narrowed their focus to the multifamily space. And Peely is solely focused on acquisitions of large multifamily properties. And uh, I'm really excited to talk a little bit about this because I know you've had so many things going on. You've had success in so many different places, but now you've locked in on that yes. focus track and are getting into it. Are you ready to, to jump into the episode? Yes, please. So excited. So if we start by taking a look back, what events or influences from your childhood shaped who you are today? Jeez. So I thought really long and hard about this. And it's just, it's really just being from Hawaii. It's what you said. It's, I, I feel like I imbue the Aloha spirit just because it's, you know, thank my mom. It's in my name. My name is Pili Aloha. It's all about mm -hmm. love and caring and kindness. And if you would, if you, <laughs> I was about to say attack life. But if you look at life from that point of view, then everything's all good. If you come at life with a, with a mindset of aloha, then everything is good. I mean, the, just to give your listeners like a like the real meaning of aloha, like some people are going to be listening to this and they're going to be like, so you want me to come at life from hello? That doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense. So the word aloha means like all the good things, means hello, goodbye, 
I love you, love, honesty. It means, it means all those like warm feelings. That's what aloha is. And it's coming from life from that point of view and getting that from my family, getting that from where I grew up. That is how, like that's just ingrained in me. And that's, that's made me the person I am today. It's totally, it totally is you and it's so fitting to, to understand <laughs> that that's built right into your name. What do you think it was about growing up in Hawaii or, or your family in particular that, that has led you to being able to you know, embody that in your full soul? Just being from Hawaii, what is it about Hawaii? It's, it's the land, it's the people, it's the people's connection to the, the word for land in Hawaii, Hawaii is aina. So the people's connection to the aina, to co- the connection that you have with the place that you grew up. It's like, like for instance, like the Hawaiian people have a kabillion words for the word water because water is a fact of life. You need water to survive. Mm-hmm. So the Hawaiian people have words for every single like aspect of water. And just like, just little tidbits like that is just, it's what ke- kind of keeps me grounded in the Aloha spirit, in just Hawaii and the person that I am and the person I know I am. And like, as long as I see the world from this mindset, I will always kind of wake up with a smile on my face, wake up knowing no matter where I am, what's happening, it's going to be amazing and it's going to be okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does kind of make sense. So it sounds like it's just such a big part of the culture out there yeah. that that is within everything and it just it flows through and it flows through directly to you. Yes. <laughs> That's that's amazing. Well, I I appreciate all that spirit and that energy. It, it definitely has made my life better, and I'm sure you have impacted so many people with that. Tell us a little bit about what you're focused on today, and and why you decided to you know change things up. So we are focused entirely, like all of our like any extra time we have is focused entirely on the acquisition of large multifamily. So to give your listeners a little bit of background about myself and my my husband, mm-hmm. my partner, Jason Yarusi, is we met a long time ago bartending, go 10, 13 years later, we get married, um, we have our first child and we decide, you know, the restaurant, we're not going to do the restaurant business anymore. And his family has been in the construction business for years, like depending on how you, what day you ask his father, it could be 40, it could be 50, one of those years. Um, <laughs> and the next step was to get into real estate. So we got into flipping, we got into wholesaling. That's how we met. We met through a mastermind group. And mm-hmm. as we were going through this, through this process, we realized that passive investing was the way to go. So I brought mm-hmm. to the table, and I'm usually not the one that brings the new thing to, the, to our family table. But an investor uh, came up to me, well, didn't come up to me. I met him at a, uh, an REI meeting. And he uh-huh. said uh, he deals in in uh, turnkey properties. So I was like, I'm not interested in turnkey. But he was like, okay, just take a look at these these deals. Let me know what you think. And it was these like, I'm talking like when I say D properties, they they were like solid D properties. And I'm not saying B as in as in boy. I'm saying D as in dog, as in dirt. They're pretty bad um, properties. D properties in Indiana. So mm-hmm. I show Jason the numbers and they actually like really worked. So we, w- we go back to this gentleman. We're like, we don't want to do turnkey. We're not interested, but we will purchase the properties outright. You do all the construction, you take care of the management, but we want a discount. 
So we go through that whole rigmarole. It works. We have an amazing ROI. We end up getting another one. We hold them for a year. And throughout this time, of course, uh, and I know Jason's been on this podcast before. Jason's yeah. mind's like going. He's like, well, if I can mm-hmm. do this with two duplexes, couldn't I do this with 10 units, 50 units, 100 units, 200 units? And of course, he comes back to me with that idea. And I'm like, because uh, my mindset at the time, this is like uh, 2015, 2016. I was like, we have so much going on. We have the wholesaling, we have the flipping. We just joined a mastermind to take care of all these things. And now we want to go and act acquire large multifamily what are you uh, yeah. like head explosion boom but as i started learning with jason and learning how large multifamily just ta- it's just it's basically the next level it's the next level mm-hmm. of real estate that if you're not looking into it you need to be <laughs> so we acquired our first our first multifamily unit back in uh, a multifamily building back in uh, 2017, um, and once <laughs> once I knew it could be done, that was it. My mind was already going there. So the we ended up the beginning of this year because we were doing so many things, like I said, and we mm-hmm. were doing we mm-hmm. were good at them. We're good at a lot yeah. of things, but we weren't great. We weren't fantastic. We weren't exploding out of the water like we should have been like we were seeing all the all the people that started with us in the large multifamily um arena back in 2016 they were just exploding out of the water and just we we just weren't we were being stagnant so mm-hmm. the beginning of this year we had an epiphany and we realized the only thing that we haven't done was focus it's the only yeah. thing we haven't done so as soon as that light bulb went off, it was just like, we dismantled our flip business. We dismantled our wholesale business. We have one more flip, one more flip that we have to do. And then we're done. We're done. It's almost, it's almost through construction and I'm going to put it on market and we're, we're done with flipping. And it's just been, it's been amazing. So to put it in perspective for the listeners, just because I know Jason and Peely really well, and you guys will remember Jason from episode four. Um, and... Uh, They've been focused on so many different businesses, running three or four businesses at the same time. They had bought, you know, nearly a hundred unit building, was, you know, exemplifying success in all these ways. But when we would talk about it, we would always talk about this idea of getting focused. And it was just so hard to decide what was the focus or what should be the focus. And I think a lot of us get into this in the real estate space or in the investing space for the intent of having passive income. But we end up getting drawn into some of these more active paths because we think that's what's required for us to actually go and get to the end goal. Tell us a little bit about the realization that you had um, that you could maybe do this without needing to continue being active in all these other areas. Well, it, was, it was a slow epiphany. Like kind of like a gradual thought process because we thought, okay, we're flipping, we're wholesaling, we're making money, we're doing it. But we had just basically created for ourselves another job and another few jobs because we weren't even doing it as well as we could have been because we weren't focused. So we were mm-hmm. good at wholesaling, but we weren't leveraging enough people. We weren't, 
there's only so many things that Jason and I can do. And we brought on, I mean, we, I followed the same path you did with the, the mastermind we were a part of. We, we were given the blueprint and Jason and I followed it, but we weren't good enough at it to really, mm-hmm. really explode at the, out of the water with those two businesses. Plus we had the multifamily coming in. So even like talking about all of the, all the businesses at once makes me kind of scatterbrained. So as soon as we, as soon as we knew that we were going to make this decision, all of a sudden like a huge weight lifted and Mm -hmm. we knew our focus, we knew our path and we took it and we, we haven't looked back. Like seriously, one more flip and we're done. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's great. I think it's really important to underline the the importance of focus in your life. And when you're going in multiple directions, it's really difficult to make progress in any of them. You inch forward in a couple different places, Mm -hmm. but they're kind of pulling on each other. And uh, I know I've experienced that in my life um, for sure, but you've been pretty good at it. You've been able to succeed at doing multiple things. And so I think it's a whole nother uh, realm that you're jumping into to start trying to focus. So Tell me a little bit about what it's been like growing a family while growing a business <laughs> with your partner. Um, and tell me a little bit about this concept you have called the mommy mindset. <laughs> the mommy mindset can be a little scatterbrained at times. Um, so at the time when we decided to get um, get into real estate, I was pregnant with our first child. So the first step that you know, Jason said was, you should go get your real estate license. So I'm in my first trimester. And for all the mommies and daddies out there, daddies, you understand what the mommies go through when they go through that first trimester. And mommies, you know, too, you are tired all of a sudden, especially if you're a first time mommy, all of a sudden your body is just going through dramatic changes. Your mind is going crazy and you're super tired, but I powered through it. I had the a most amazing teacher I, it was like an all day class. As soon as like we had lunch break, I would eat, I would go sleep in the car and then I would come back, do the rest of the, do the rest of the program. Pass the test with flying colors, even though, you know, I, I mean, my, my head was seriously not all there. And the only reason why I'm going through this just to, and telling your, telling your listeners all about this is because I don't want you to use that as an excuse. Don't mm-hmm. use that as an excuse. Mm-hmm. As you, you're pregnant, use it. Use it as a jump off. Use it as a way to get into something new. Get into real estate. So anyway, so that's that's how I began. I began real estate, basically pregnant. Well, I mean, one person's excuse is another person's reason, and so that's exactly. what's what's really powerful about that is that you know rather than letting that hold you back it was the reason that you knew i've got to push through this no matter what yes and that's exactly it i had to push through it no matter what cuz i knew i didn't want to be in the restaurant business and it seemed like real estate was the way to go so push through that we acquired our first couple of deals and they were so hard because i was still mm-hmm. pregnant going into our first deal and we had just and then i got and then we had our son and we had we are just it was nothing, nothing was systematized. <laughs> not, mm-hmm. not anything. Jason had just taken over the construction business, taking over ownership of the construction business. So he was trying to systematize that. And it was just, it was just helter skelter. So throughout that, what we did and what we had to do was find a mentor. We were listening to all these podcasts 
and we needed guidance. So we found mentorship by the way of a mastermind that we that I've I, I joined with you, and mm-hmm. we jumped forward from there. So during this mastermind, all of a sudden we're systematizing. I get pregnant with our third, our second child. So mm. I like I've I've actually broken down my life in real estate by my children. So all mm. of a sudden, like our flipping wholesaling business takes off. We actually start making really good money. We are really booming, and I I attribute that to the mentors we took on and the mentorship we had and the friends that we started surrounding ourselves with. And so I'm pregnant with our second child and all of a sudden Jason brings on this multifamily idea. And I had just had our second child and I'm just like, I, like I explained before, my brain kind of like goes on the fritz. I'm just like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Let's, let's, if you think it's a good idea, let's jump into it, but let's learn about it. So we took six months to learn about it. And I have, I get, I start, I get pregnant with our third child. And all of a sudden we're, we're like deep into large multifamily. I'm going to try and like make this, the story a little bit, a little story. So we get large, we get into large multifamily, we scale up, we're almost at 500 units now. But what I'm trying to get at with all these situations is number one, yes, don't use an excuse, use it as a jump off point. But because I was pregnant and because I had the children to kind of like back me up, I had, they became my big why. And that is my Mm -hmm. mommy mindset. My mommy mindset makes my children at the forefront, makes them the reason why I do this, the reason why I get up super early, I get my run in, I get my yoga in, I get, I get energized about my day. I face my day. And this is my, my youngest is only one. So he's still waking up at night, but Mm. I see Jason getting up at four 30. I get up at five o'clock. We take on our day, like the rock stars that we are, the mommy and daddy rock stars that we are, because we know we want to provide a future, a legacy for our children. So it Mm -hmm. could be the mommy Mm -hmm. mindset, but it's also just like the mommy and daddy mindset. It's just like you take on your day, like a mommy and daddy, like just take it on and rock at it for your kids. Well, like at the bottom of what you're saying there is really, you got really clear on your purpose Mm -hmm. and you started using that for you. So for all of the moms and dads out there that are listening and they're asking themselves, how the heck can I go and do this stuff? I don't have the time, effort, energy uh, to succeed at doing it because you know, I've got kids. I, I can't take these kind of risks. It's exactly that reason that you need yes. to. And if you don't happen to have a family, there is many other reasons that you can find your purpose and you can hold on to that and use that to get through those really tough times. Because frankly, there's going to be a lot of them because that's just life. And it's not like, and if you don't have a family or you're not planning on having a family, latch on, like, like Stephen said, latch on to your big why. Find out what drives you. My children drive me. My husband drives me. What drives mm-hmm. you and latch onto it? Because that is what's going to power you through the good times, the bad times, all the times. So tell me a little bit about how you deal with um, negative people in your life. Because you know this is something that I've been, I've been kind of talking to a lot of different people about. There's all these folks who have an opinion, whether or not you want them to have one or not. And sometimes they can really throw off the direction that you're going because you start actually believing what they're saying. Tell me a little bit about how you deal with that in your own life. So number one, everyone else's opinion is none of your business. 
I read that multiple places by multiple people, so I can't just attribute it to one person. But again, I'm going to say everyone else's opinion is none of your business. So you decide whose opinion, whose thoughts mm-hmm. that you're going to listen to and ingest. So as soon and because as soon as you do, as soon as you let the naysayers get into your head, that's the that's it. You're going to have mm-hmm. to go back and backtrack and take them out of your head because you're start going you're going to start second guessing yourself. Sometimes the worst is family and friends because they don't even under they don't even realize a lot of the times that they're being negative that you're they're taking you down that you're they're making you question yourself. So you just have to be strong enough within yourself because it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Even if they outright say something negative, it's not their fault. You need to take responsibility for the things you listen to. So the podcast Mm -hmm. you listen to, you choose an amazing podcast. So if you're choosing to listen to this podcast, for instance, you're choosing something good. So if you choose to listen to something really, really bad, then that's what you're going to be filling your head with. If you choose to like listen to, I don't know, soap operas or not that soap operas are bad, but you get what I'm saying. If you listen to something educational, you're going to be educated. If you don't, then you're not. Mm -hmm. Same goes with other people's opinions. It's your responsibility to fill yourself with what is good and to block out what is bad. How you do that is up to you, but it is your responsibility. I I agree with that so truly at the core, but it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's people in your life that you care about that that what they say does matter to you and and when they they're going down this path because they have their own set of limiting beliefs and they're starting to they're starting to creep into your head. I mean, how do you stay clear on that? when you're talking with people who you care about, but who aren't probably the people you want to listen to. Honestly, and this hurts to say, sometimes you can't. Sometimes they just get into mm. your head and mm. you're, just going, you're just going to have to deal with that. You're going to have mm. to roll with the punches and understand if you stay and if you keep on talking to this family member, friend, whoever it is, then this is the talk track that you're going to be listening to unless you have a serious sit-down conversation with them and you're just like, this is how it is, this is how I need it to be, or dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can go that route. You can do the ultimatum route. I don't suggest it. Yeah. Because again, again, it's your responsibility. You can't change anyone at mm-hmm. all. The only person you can change is yourself. And I have a hard time with that a lot. But I need to remind myself on a constant basis. It's actually one of my mantras that like I go to if I need it. The only person that I can change is me. I can't change, mm-hmm. I can't change you, Steve, and I can't change my husband. I can't change my kids. I can help them and teach them correctly. Mm-hmm. But they're going to become their own people one day. Yeah. I can't change my mom. I can't change my dad. I can't change who they are like deep down, but I can change the way I interact with them. I can change what I listen to. I can change how I interact with people. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate what you mentioned there. Something you said in particular, boundaries. 
is something that I feel like a lot of people have a difficult time doing, or they are really good at it, um, and it's sometimes hard to let people in. But from that boundaries perspective, you can set an expectation with other people that, hey, I appreciate what you're saying, but I don't want to hear it. And that those people can either respect it or not. But the other thing that I think is really important for all of our listeners to be reminded of is that listening to a podcast like this, listening to audiobooks and filling your mind with positive uh, lessons and, and ideas and beliefs helps strengthen you so that when that idea comes in, it gets hit by this belief wall that's not going to let that's not going to let it come through. That's not going to let it infiltrate. But if you're already weak because you haven't been working on yourself and there's no time that you ever stop doing this, you continue to build this muscle over mm-hmm. and over again and eventually it gets easier, but you do have to keep doing it. Otherwise, those ideas will start creeping in and that'll start affecting things negatively throughout your life. It's kind of like basic sales training, like learning to, learning to handle objections. So you're basically, you need to learn how to, handle negative objections that come your way. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So so tell me a little bit about why you feel like you've been able to succeed in this business despite having a family, despite being pregnant, despite having all of these things that other people would use as excuses. Why do you think you've been able to succeed when so many others have failed or given up? Honestly, my husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's really that sounds really sweet, but it's <laughs> The real answer is partnerships. It's mm-hmm. it's the partnerships you make in your life. And my partner is my husband. So the partnership that we have, because there's things like I am horrible with numbers. Horrible. So show me, show me a PL, show me a T12. I'm just like, oh gosh. Okay. Give me, give me a couple of days, I'll get back to you. Jason looks at it, he's like, okay, that's a good deal here, Peely, this is why, okay. And then I go, I go and do the talking. I love the talking. I love talking to people. That's great. I can do that all day long. You want me to write something? I can write all day long. Tell me like word count and I got that. So when it comes to partnerships, whether it's your husband, your wife, your spouse, your friend, you have to make sure that you guys are in sync, that you know each other's strengths, you know each other's weaknesses, and you guys are in line together and you have the same common goal. That is why Jason and I have been able to push through all of the objections of our life, all the good, all the bad. That's why we've been able to push through and get to the point that we're at today is because of our partnership. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's definitely an inspiring partnership to say the least. How how can somebody go about understanding if somebody has that same alignment? Like how how can they know to themselves whether or not they're they're in the right partnership whether that's a business partnership or a life partnership? Um, well, think of it this way. So, you're having a discussion and if if something goes wrong, how do, you, how do you attack that thing that goes wrong? Do you fester about it? Do you write emails to other people about it? Do you, I don't know, go internal, which is what I used to do, but mm-hmm. do you internalize it or do you automatically go to your partner, whether it's your life mm-hmm. partner, whether it's your business partner? You should have the freedom to go immediately to your partner. If you're having a discussion, especially just with your partner, if there's something that's happening that you don't agree with, you should be able to have a 
a solid conversation about it without getting all angry or disgruntled or dot, dot, dot. You should be able to communicate. I know, I know I'm throwing out a lot of like keywords like focus, communicate, things that you know everybody says, but it's true. That's why everybody says it. You should focus. You need to communicate. Like communicate is communication is key, whether you're in business or business or personal. If my husband and I didn't communicate on all levels, we would implode from the inside. And it would probably start with me first because I'm the more emotional one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so this is a question I've been asking people for years. It's been just a topic that I'm really interested in. You guys have been married for some time. You've got mm-hmm. a couple of kids. Mm-hmm. What would you want to go and share with an earlier version of yourself about marriage or about being in a committed relationship or building a family like that? What have you learned or taken away that maybe you didn't realize back then? Oh, have more fun. <laughs> don't worry so much about it. And by gosh, just get into multifamily first. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never want to count anything as a waste of time, but getting to multifamily first would have been stellar. <laughs> it would have changed it your guys' relationship. What was that? That would have changed your guys' relationship. <laughs> well, just actually, you know, between Jason and I, like our business and relationship is so intermeshed because mm-hmm. we met working. We managed a mm-hmm. restaurant together. We've always worked together. So you asked me a question about my our relationship. I all I always assume you're asking about business because uh-huh. it's it's almost it's one and the same. And I and I know a lot of people out there are just like, no, you should have me time, have date night, have like one-on-one conversations where you get like totally like into, but no. Jason and I are so excited about what we do. That it is our date night. This is like normally, that's why we do a podcast together. We count that as a date. We have uh-huh. a podcast together called the Real Estate Foundation Podcast. And it is, it's unbelievable. When we get together and get to do that together, that's like, that's how we connect. We love connecting on a business level. So if I were to go back, I would actually tell an earlier version of myself to key into that to not listen mm-hmm. to the noise about having to like go on a date night and not talk about business. That was hard. It was stressful yeah. not talking about business because there were so many things that Jason and I would have to or need to talk about that we were excited about. And then we would just spend the entire night talking about our kids instead. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, I'm a big believer that, you know, about this whole life integration idea versus mm-hmm. kind of balance. Um, but it can be difficult sometimes if you're wins- with somebody and they don't necessarily love talking about business or they don't really understand it. That can be a challenge. But there is also something to be said about being able to have some time without your mind thinking about work all the time. Now, I don't really know what that's like, but I've heard it's a good <laughs> thing. So I'll, uh, I'll look forward to experiencing that at some point. But on a different note, tell me a little bit about how you'd define success or or what success looks like to you. Success is waking up at 4.30 in the morning, getting to go on a run, do yoga, come back, have my shake, have my oatmeal, read my book, 
hear my children wake up, go upstairs, give them a huge hug and cuddle and not have to worry, not have to like always be on edge, always like be like, okay, so when's this deal going to close? When's that deal going to close? When is my bank account going to get flushed? When is like, when is this going to happen? When's that going to happen? I like waking up and being the best version of myself for myself, for my husband, and for my children. That mm-hmm. is success. Because I've woken up some mornings where I'm just like, uh, okay, so are the, are the appliances going to be there on time? Are we going to close on time? Are we going to do this on time? Are we going to do that on time? Uh, the contractor didn't show up. The, I don't know, toilets are clogged. <laughs> it could, it's just, just in a massive uh, state of stress. What was that? Just in a massive state of stress. Yes, massive state of stress. I did not want that anymore. So being able to get up and really attack my day how I want to and with all the cuddles that I want, that's success to me. So it sounds like you've uh, sounds like you've hit it. Sounds like you're you're successful. There's, you know, I'm successful in this this juncture. Yes, because mm-hmm. I just woke up this morning and did exactly what I just said. So I am a happy mommy, a happy person, and just I'm just in a good place. It feels good. That's great. I love that. Living the life. So tell me, what are some of your keystone habits, the things that you do on a daily or weekly basis that lead to living a good life? So Jason and I just started doing this thing called hashtag 75 hard. It's by Andy Frisella. I mm-hmm. might have said his last name incorrectly. Um, if you listen to the podcast where he introduces it, just warning, it's filled with a lot of swear words and we're not allowed to say on this podcast. But just <laughs> warning you if you have a touchy-feely ears. It is and fantastic. When Jason told me about this and I listened to his podcast, I was like, it wasn't even a it wasn't even a question. I was like, yes, we have to do that. So basically what 75 hard is. For 75 days, you work out twice during the day, 45 minutes each. One of them has to be outside. Mm. You drink a gallon of water. You read 10 10 pages of a self-help or business book. Um, No alcohol. And you stick to a diet of your choice. So the diet of our choice is basically, we're not like I cut out most of my sweets I just had a hot chocolate, but that's allowed. I'm allowing myself one sweet thing a day. And this is going from like, I just, I didn't realize, but I was like having like a cinnamon roll with lunch, a candy bar with dinner. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm a pretty healthy person, but it's just Mm -hmm. every so often, like I just noticed I actually had a lot of sugar in my diet. So Mm -hmm. cut all that out, Um, cut out alcohol totally. And it's just been, it's been cleansing. And the great thing about this, and this is why this particular diet is, or not even a diet, it's just a, a life plan, mm-hmm. is number one, the exercise is amazing. But number two, it's the commitment. It's the commitment that Jason and I made to each other and to our children. Because it was, it was hard because we kept on saying, okay, when do you want to start? And we were just like, okay, why don't we start in two weeks? That's when this and that thing were, was, is going to happen. And so, and then a couple of days later, I looked at him out and we were just like, let's just start tomorrow because mm-hmm. there's always going to be something. There's always mm-hmm. going to be something that's going to stop us from doing this. There's always going to be naysayers that's going to be like, well, you're celebrating. Why don't you have a drink? Or, oh, you're too busy. And that's the other thing. I was just, I was using, and I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, I was using my children as an excuse. 
not mm-hmm. to exercise because I was too busy. Mm-hmm. I was too tired. I was waking up in the middle of the night to put them to sleep. Uh, no more. I was, I was getting tired of using <laughs> them as an excuse. So that's what we're doing right now. 75 hard. Look it up. It's, it's astounding. That's really cool. That's really cool. Well, we've made it to one of my favorite parts of the show, the growth rapid fire round where the questions are quick, but the answers don't need to be. So tell me, what's a book that's impacted your life or one you're excited about right now? Right now? Okay. So one that's impacted my life that I read over and over again is Miracle Morning. That's something else that I mm. practice. Hal Elrod, pick it up. The book that I'm reading right now is um, Girl, Stop Apologizing by Rachel Hollis. Mm-hmm. Guy, girl, it doesn't matter. You need to pick up this book. She really just breaks it down for you, especially the part where just don't listen to other people's uh, other people's objections on what you're doing. Uh-huh. Perfect chapter. Pick it up. That's great. I've heard really great things about Rachel. I haven't read her book. Um, but uh, from an inspiration standpoint, who are some of your mentors, the people that you learn from or looked up to? And how have they influenced your career? Jeez, there's so many. So um, just on a personal basis, we had a business coach called Trevor. His name is Trevor McGregor. Mm-hmm. He was fantastic. He really, really helped us with mindset and especially helped me with the mind shift to get into large multifamily and to really like just assume that I could do things. Like I didn't know what a podcast was a few years back. He was like, you should start one. And I was like, okay. Well, if Trevor says I can do it, I'm just going to do it. And a key to when you're talking and thinking about mentorship, when you get a mentorship, when you get a mentor and you pay for the mentor, listen to the mentor. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's just yeah. there's just people out there that just do not listen to their mentors. If a mentor tells, if you've gone through the your due diligence and you found the right mentor for yourself, listen to them and take their advice and take it and t- let them take your your life to the next level. Um, Trevor McGregor is amazing. Episode 22 of the podcast. He had an incredible interview. He's also going to be speaking at the Investor Mindset Summit, which is coming up uh, soon. So you'll want to go to theinvestormindset.com and join the Insider Club so you can get free tickets to the online event that's going to be going on for two days. And uh, uh, there's potentially some other great stuff coming out with Trevor. He's just an incredible incredible coach used to work with Tony Robbins organization and uh man that's that's inspiring you definitely got to listen to the people who, who you pay to mentor you huh yes trevor mcgregor is astounding and he definitely took mine and jason's just life to the next level it's just been it was mind blowing some of the things he would just pull out of us it's fantastic on another level if you're flipping and wholesaling you have to look up seven figure flipping house flipping formula uh, mm-hmm. bill allen is ahead of it now. Fantastic group. Definitely a group that surrounds you with they kind like they kind of imbue the Aloha spirit. They have like they have a family mentality. Everything they have they share. Um, great, great people to be a part of. That's where I met Steven. Episode 18 of the podcast, Bill Allen. He shares some mm-hmm. amazing stuff on there. So go check out that episode too. Yes, do it. <laughs> And those, I would say those are two key, key points in the real estate mentorship. If you want to dig deeper, I would say, you know, my mom, my mom mm-hmm. is like, I, until I, <laughs> until I reached my twenties, I didn't realize like how much she had given me. And it wasn't until I became a mom. I was just like, I remember calling mm-hmm. her up one day. I was just like, mom, 
thank you. She's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, 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 no. Thank you. Like all of my gratitude, all of my heart. (laughs) You're the best mom if you're listening to this. It's sometimes how you don't really realize something like that until later in life, but it's good that you can appreciate it, you know? Oh, and my dad too. Of course, both parents. <laughs> so tell us from a purpose perspective, what drives you to live your best life every day? My kids and my husband and myself. Don't discount yourself out there. I know like that, <laughs> like I always say my kids and my husband, but I am, I'm starting to learn that it, a lot of it has to do with me. If I didn't have the mm-hmm. drive, then none of this would get done. So me, myself, my husband, and my children, what drives I me. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been so much fun. So thank you so much for being here, Peely. And tell us, where can, uh, where can we find out more about you or potentially get in touch? Uh, really easy. Peely, P-I-L-I, at yarusiholdings.com if you want to get in touch with me directly. You can also find me at www.yarusiholdings.com or www.multifamilyfoundation.com. Awesome. And we will put the links to that in the show notes. And uh, we also link uh, Peely's social media profiles as she's very active in some amazing communities on Facebook that you're probably going to want to get involved with. So um, awesome. So much fun. Thank you so much. And I look forward to the next time we get to do this. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Investor Mindset Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level.